episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. I'm your host, Inez Bai. I am a health and mindset coach for women who want to feel free around food, who want to feel liberated in their bodies, who want to have so much love for themselves that they can spill that out into the world, create positive change, and let that just ripple effect into everyone that they come into contact with, everything that they come into contact with, and just live their best life. So today's episode is actually inspired by a YouTuber that I watch. I have not been watching YouTube for that much of my life, but I only really got into it in the past couple of years and I don't really use it the way that I use Instagram. So for me, Instagram is my business. That's how I get to connect with a beautiful community. I get to call in incredible clients and I get to share loads of content and free tips and just about my life. So if you're not following me on there already, definitely go follow me and there's by as my handle. But YouTube for me is more of a platform where I get to just be the user and I can just like lurk and just stalk things and just watch things without really interacting. And I know that for some of you, that's how you might feel in terms of like being in a group program. Like I often, because I run so many group programs, a lot of people who are interested in joining get a little bit overwhelmed about joining a group program because it's the first time that they will have been in a situation like that, that forces them to be vulnerable in a group. And I just want to say this because I can really relate to that feeling. I used to always feel like such an outsider and I always felt like I was being excluded from the cool group or I wasn't funny enough or I didn't have the right thing to say all the time. So a huge, massive part of what I do and the reason why I run groups is because I really aim to make every single participant in that group, every single client, every single person that ever comes into my world feel as supported and included as possible because I have been on the total other end of the spectrum. For those of you that do follow me on Instagram or you've been listening to my podcast for a while, it always shocks people when I say how shy I am or I used to be in my life. But I actually, and still sometimes it comes out, can be really shy and I can get a little bit awkward or nervous. And so I really, really understand what it feels like to feel overwhelmed by a big group. So anytime someone comes into my group and they are feeling a little bit nervous, I always say to them, you can lurk and you can take in as much or as little as you need. It's just going to be so helpful for you to be able to even be within a group where other women are sharing their struggles and are being vulnerable and are opening up about what's going on with them. Because then, like I always say, it really normalizes what you're going through as well. So that being said, that's a really roundabout way of me saying that I was watching a YouTuber called Stephanie Buttermore. For those of you, she's huge. She's got like a million followers, like such a huge Instagram following as well. Incredible content, really scientifically backed, which I'm all about. And she did a year long experiment called the all in experiment. So she basically was just extremely hungry all the time off the back of doing multiple fitness bodybuilding competitions. She was incredibly lean. She had some like hormonal health issues as well. So she decided, fuck it, I'm going to do an all in diet where I'm just going to let go of all of the rules around food and nutrition and, and just like let myself live, which for those of you, again, who've been following me from my journey for a while, will know that that is something I'm absolutely super passionate about. So I was so excited to see someone with a huge following do this kind of journey because you can only imagine from someone that has built up their entire following on being shredded, on having the abs, on being super lean, on being a fitness competitor and also selling programs for nutrition and fitness as well to then just be like, fuck it, I'm going to let go of all of the diet mentality and I'm just going to eat whatever the hell I want can be so scary. Like even for my one-on-one clients, when they come to me, they don't have Instagram followings or, you know, they don't have a massive audience. They don't have a million followers on a huge YouTube account. They're doing it for themselves. And even I can remember when I went all in on my diet and and, uh, as in in the sense that I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. It was also incredibly terrifying for me. So that added layer of being in the public eye would only add more pressure to that and more put you under the firing line and definitely if you've watched um stephanie's she wrote like a she wrote she recorded like a year long like it basically was like a documentary it was such a high level um youtube video like definitely i will link it below so that you can watch it and see but it really gave me inspiration to share my full story of how i went from also obviously not Um, bikini modeling because I started dieting when I was 15 years old to now this place that I'm at within my own body and just being able to really feel 
such freedom around food to be so satisfied in who I am, but always growing as well and always having such a passion to evolve and learn more and experience more about life to not feel so stuck under the pressure of what I'm eating and feeling guilty about things and wondering if people can notice if I'm eating so much and all of these thoughts that were constantly wearing around my head that aren't there anymore. And I can really, really trust my body and I just eat and I'm not hungry and in the sense that I don't think about food at all. Like even now I just sat down to record this podcast and I was like, oh, I should probably eat lunch sometime soon because I'm just so excited about recording this podcast. And I've been creating content for my new program called The Abundance Method, which you have heard all about. And if you're listening to this, we are still open for enrollment. So you can absolutely still join us because we literally start today. So if you want to join me to send me a D, join us, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You can join all this week. I'm going to keep it open still this week because we're going to be doing the first training today. So you can definitely jump in and catch up. That would not be an issue at all. And if you listen to what I was saying before about being in a group and how inspiring that can be, and you were like, oh, maybe this is something that I should really do. And you've been seeing me post about it on Instagram. Literally now is the best time to be doing it. So just send me a DM on Instagram. But yeah, I've just been like so caught up and getting creative for work and talking to all of my clients. And I did an incredible gym session this morning and doing the house chores. And like, I just, it's so crazy because for me, for someone that used to be so stuck in this mindset of like, oh my God, what am I eating now? And why am I hungry? And should I eat this? And what is this going to do to my body? And can people notice? And why haven't I lost weight? To just be able to move through my day and get to like halfway through the day and be like, oh, I've not even thought about food. And like, I didn't even realize that it's way past lunchtime and I haven't even eaten yet. It's just such an incredible feeling. So I wanted to really break it down for you and go through my journey from when I was 15 until now and all of the different stages, how it's affected my body how it's affected my weight, how it's affected my life and my ability to exercise and my health and all of those juicy details. So basically when I think about where this all first started, for me, it was really when I went on exchange in year 10 to Germany. And I've spoken about this a few times before, but basically being away from home, not having my usual creature comforts um, and, and being away from home for the first time ever for like two or three months and being plonked in a family whose eating habits were so different to mine and also being on exchange and just kind of like getting really excited about all the food that was there and it was such a weird situ- weird environment, but also really, really good in the sense that my host sister was nine years old. So I didn't go to school with anyone, which meant that I kind of had a lot of time in between by myself when she was doing her own activities because I didn't follow her directly. Normally, I think with when you go on exchange, you'll go and like literally live the same life that your host sister would. But because she was so much younger than me, we had a lot of differing schedules. So it meant that I did have a lot of time by myself. And so I would just stop in at bakeries and buy like fresh bread. And like anyone that's been to Germany or Europe will know that they have so many bakeries everywhere, heaps of fresh bread. And I am obsessed with pretzels. I also grew up in Switzerland. So like, it's just a little slice of home for me. And I would just eat. And the food that they would cook in my host family was like very different in the sense that they were vegetarian vegetarian, but they definitely made up for it with adding a lot of creamy, heavy dishes that I wasn't used to eating. And it just led to me gaining weight. And that was the first time when I ever really thought about my body. And I noticed that my jeans were tighter, that I felt a little bit uncomfortable, that my face was looking different. And I remember one day going to, and it was like the middle of winter in Germany. I remember one day going to the gym because I was like, oh, I really need to burn this off. I don't even know how I knew that that was what you were meant to do. And I had to pay something ridiculous, like $40 for a casual visit, which if you can imagine, I'm 15 years old. This is literally 11 years ago. For me to pay that, it would have like been like $100 at the time, but I was so stressed about having gained weight and not exercising as much as I normally would because in Australia, I was a sporty gal. I did netball. I did rhythmic gymnastics. I was constantly running around. I think I would go to the gym with my mom. I grew up in a very sporty household. Whereas in Germany, again, completely different schedule. You don't do school sport. It's not a thing there at all. So, And also school starts at like 7.30 a.m. and finishes at one. And in most European countries, you go home for a hot lunch at 
at 1.30 and then stay at home and do whatever you want to do in the afternoon. So again, very, very different schedule. So because I didn't like couldn't go to school sports or I wasn't like a member of a gym anywhere, I had to go pay for this one casual visit. And all I did was use the treadmill and just ran on it for 40 minutes. But because I'd not been doing any sport, it was like the hardest thing ever. I mean, if you someone told me to go run on a treadmill now for 40 minutes, I'd literally be dying. Like it's not my idea of fun or exercise of choice at the moment. And the worst part was, is that it was absolutely freezing outside. So I got there, got, got changed. And then for some reason I got changed back into my like normal clothes. I think I didn't want my host family to know that I'd been to the gym because I was like so embarrassed that I was going to the gym to burn off the fat that I had gained there. Like so many, like I used to be so embarrassed. Like this is what I mean. I used to be so shy all the time. So then I got changed back into my clothes beforehand, but I was like so sweaty and gross. And then I had to ride my bike home and it was this really gross combination of being really sweaty but it also being like literally zero degrees outside so you're like sweaty but also freezing cold needless to say I didn't go back to the gym didn't really think it was worth it for me to be paying 40 dollars to go run on a treadmill for 40 minutes and the whole debacle of having to hide where I was going was just too much so I definitely remember then that was a real pivotal moment for me. And I came home and it was the middle of summer and I totally thought that everyone was going to notice that my body was looking different, that I'd gained weight. I thought my boyfriend at the time was going to judge me and I was really, really nervous about like coming home and seeing and seeing people and them seeing me and seeing my body in a bikini and I was just like, everyone's going to hate me. Needless to say, again, (laughs) that nobody said anything. I don't think anyone noticed. And I didn't really weigh myself at this time. So when I was growing up, we didn't have scales at my house. And so I don't really remember what I weighed, but I want to say, I think I must have weighed about 50 to 55 kilos when I was 15. And then when I came back, I think I was about 60 kilos. So it was like a decent amount of weight, especially when you are like 15 years old to gain like five to 10 kilos. Like in a short period of time, of course, you're going to notice your body, right? So then when I got home and because I was feeling so ashamed of it, I also didn't really tell anyone that I was feeling ashamed of it because I thought there was something wrong with me and that I was just being greedy and by just eating all of the food that was there. So I would start to go to the gym like in secret, in private. And this, again, is where a lot of my issues started because I tried to deal with a lot of what I was facing in private. And this has been a huge theme in my life and something that I've really, really shared over the past six months. And it's helped me so much to step into my power of being like, yep, this is what I'm struggling and not being shy to like ask for support and accepting my what my needs are and then being able to communicate them as well. So yeah, I basically started going to the gym before school. I would pack my bag, my uniform and go to the gym in the morning and get breakfast on the way and just like make that would make my day so long because I would go to the gym in the morning and then I would get the smallest breakfast I could possibly find like I used to go to this vegan cafe and get like a little muesli cup because I thought that was the healthiest thing that you could get and then I would go to school all day and then I would try and force myself not to eat anything and I would try to keep my calories under a thousand I downloaded my fitness pal and I was like obsessed with knowing all of the calories with everything but again didn't tell anyone about this like just did this all within my own little world was so embarrassed about it just wanted to be skinny I just thought that the like the more knowledge I would have about calories and the less that I would eat and keeping everything under a thousand and staying really hungry was just like normal like I don't even just wow just normal so that was basically my life for like five or six years and whilst yes I was obviously doing my very best to eat as little as possible like would do the most wild things like I would my mum used to like this is so like nice and like it just it saddens me to think that this is the memory that I have but mum used to take us like she would drive us to school maybe like two or three mornings a week which now I'm like take me back there like I want to just like drive with my mum to school like anyway and she would buy us coffee on the way and I would get like a mocha or like a hot chocolate or like a cappuccino and I stopped getting it because I was like it's got too many calories in it and started getting a diet coke instead dev oh oh because I just like that sucks right like your mum's trying to buy your coffee and you're like no I'm gonna get a diet I don't even and then I wouldn't let her buy me a diet coke like I think I would just be like no I'm not gonna get it and I would go and get a diet coke by myself and of course whilst I was restricting and trying to eat as little as possible of course every like three or four days it would get to the end of the day and I would just sit there and eat and I would like mum kept the like the cupboard so well stocked that it was like not like it was so easy for me to just like smash an entire bag of M&Ms and feel so sick because obviously if you're not eating for like three or four days and then you suddenly 
overload yourself with a bag of chocolates you're gonna feel so sick or I would just sit there and eat an entire bag of lollies in a second even though I'd already like eaten dinner and had already had dessert and so whilst yes I was restricting all the time and I was definitely losing weight I always like every like three or four days would have these horrible binges and I remember that feeling of waking up in the morning and trying to go to school and feeling so sick from all the food that I'd eaten the night before and just feeling really like that really really gross feeling of like not just like when you've overeaten but when you've really binged and you've really given it a good go and you wake up the next morning and you can feel the food in your throat like it was just the worst feeling ever and then I started to become and then I left school still like constantly doing all these formal diets, constantly trying to be skinnier. And I now know I've actually got an, an interview coming for us next week that the school that I went to is quite renowned for having eating disorders. So that's the vibe that I grew up in, which is very unfortunate, but a huge part of why I'm so passionate about this work because I've been in a really negative, I guess, or just like a really dangerous environment, I would say. And there wasn't the right support there. So this is why I'm really passionate about recording these podcasts so that people can find them and listen to them. And that's why your ratings and reviews help so much because it helps for this podcast to be found by even more individuals that are also struggling with their relationship with food. So fast forward to when I was about 20, and this was quite a pivotal moment for me as well. When I started working as a personal trainer, because I was really passionate about exercise, which as we, as I found out later on, was really just an unhealthy obsession with constantly exercising all the time. And this was a a blessing and a curse because it introduced me to so many other personal trainers that gave me a much better approach to exercise. So before I started working as a 20 year old, or actually I think I was 19 when I started working as a personal trainer, which is pretty wild. But I think I just had this like naive sense of confidence of like, yep, I'm just going to do it. Like I didn't really understand what it was like to like fail. Like I just kind of like went in there and was like, yep, people are going to sign up with me and I'm passionate about fitness and I know what I have to offer and we're just going to do it. And honestly, I threw myself into personal training and I was so beyond excited to get to start it. And I remember my first week of working as a personal trainer, I signed on six new clients and the way it worked at the gym that I was working at was that you had to do free consults and then sell people into personal training afterwards. And this is little 19 year old me. And I, for some reason, must have just been in my element and had like, I always... Um, think back to when I was a personal trainer and some of the earliest work that I did with a mindset coach was how I had this like split personality of when I was a personal trainer I was super confident I would get in front of groups of for classes in the gym and I would just like lead the class and I would just walk down the gym floor and go up to people and talk to everyone and like be this like real confident personal trainer yet in my personal life and in relationships and with my family I was so shy I didn't tell anyone about anything that was going on I was incredibly terrified to be vulnerable to my friends I became very very codependent on having a boyfriend all the time and yeah it was just this real like dichotomy of the person that I was in my personal life and the complete opposite like alpha woman that I was at the gym so anyway being exposed to different personal trainers and different approaches to exercises really helped me to let go of this idea that I needed to be doing lots of cardio and burning calories and focusing on just like burning fat when I was exercising and this is when I moved into strength training and this was so empowering at the time when I was 20 I had a a personal trainer boyfriend so it's kind of giving you like a little history of my love life too because I guess they're they're linked um and he really helped me to start following a program and that honestly changed my life oh my goodness I used to just go to the gym and be like right I've just got to smash it until I'm absolutely dead whereas having a program was like having a structure and I just trusted it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do any more. I'm not going to do any less. And oftentimes I would get to the end of the program and I'd feel like I could do more because I was so used to absolutely like obliterating myself on the treadmill, on the rower, in the bike. But I would be like, I trust this program and I know what's coming up for the rest of the week. So therefore it must, all the parts must add up together. So I'm not going to mess it up. And I really, again, just like surrendered to the program. And that was incredibly healing for my relationship with exercise. And I I now was exercising at a much more sustainable level. What I will say with my relationship with food is it didn't necessarily get that much better when I got to the gym because personal training culture was really deep in diet culture. But at the time that no one spoke about diet culture, right? I was 19. So this was 
six and a half years ago, a really long time ago, it was incredibly normal to put your clients on low carb diets or no carb diets. It was really, yeah, that was like the big thing at the time. Um, people just got terrified of carbs. I did, didn't eat any carbs. I also decided to go vegetarian for, I think, you know, eating plant-based is obviously really healthy, but I know now looking back on it, when I'm really honest, I did vegetarianism because I thought it would make me skinnier. And I remember like when you start doing lots of weight training and for me, this is something that has been ongoing in my life ever since my body just doesn't thrive on a vegetarian diet. And that's not to say that I eat heaps of meat now, but when I first started PTing and I was doing early mornings and I suddenly started weight training and I had a very busy schedule, I basically became anemic. So I was really low in iron and I started sleeping like 16 hours a day. And as you can imagine, that's not great when you're trying to run a business and go to uni and train and maintain a social life. So I had to start eating meat again. And that was quite scary for me at the time because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to eat meat again. And it's going to make me bulky because that was my worst fear at the time, or it's going to make me put on weight. But actually what happened, and again, this was really helpful because I was around people in the gym who were eating lots of meat, who were really promoting how good it was and how important it was to eat protein it actually just helped me to get way more energy I I literally remember eating chicken for the first time in like five years and I felt just so nourished at a soul level but then what this did once I started working with I, I you know I got my own personal trainer and she wrote me a meal plan and I've also spoken about how that meal plan actually really helped me to have structure in my life and gave me the ability to eat way more consistently which felt like I was eating more at the time but actually what it meant is that I was just eating more consistently over the time instead of eating like 1200 calories during the week and then like 3000 calories on Saturday and Sunday so she gave me a meal plan but also she told me not to eat any gluten or any dairy or any sugar. And <laughs> you can imagine that this is pretty restrictive. And obviously I got leaner eating that diet. And obviously, you know, that was what I wanted at the time. So it aligned with what I wanted at the time. But it also meant that if you're not eating any sugar, any dairy, any gluten, you're eating so much meat. I literally used to eat steak for breakfast. My parents would hate me. I like I kind of moved in and out of home intermittently all through my early 20s. But when I was at home, my parents would hate me because I would get up at 5 a.m. Like this story is actually whack. I would get up at 5 a.m. and cook myself kangaroo sausages and stink out the entire house. And like my parents would get so mad at me and I couldn't understand why they'd get mad at me because I was like, what? It's healthy. It's what my personal trainer told me to do. And so I would eat steak and kangaroo for breakfast. I would have a midday snack at like 11 of like pork mince and salad. And then in the afternoon, I would have like tuna. And then for dinner, I would have chicken. And I remember my friends at uni would be like, why are you eating so many meals all the time? And I was like, it's the bro split. Like I've got to get my protein every four hours and this is the meals and I've got to eat my sweet potato. And I would literally carry around because I used to have such a busy schedule because I did not have an off button and I did not know how to say no, that I would leave the house at 5 a.m. and get home at 8 p.m. And so if you're someone that's eating five or six meals a day, you're carrying around half the fucking Tupperware container in like from Woolworths in your backpack, as well as having a change of clothes for work and going to the gym and going to uni and taking your laptop and I would just it would just be so frustrating and then I'd be hungry every three to four hours and I'd just constantly be feeling like waiting for my next meal so I got really really in the trenches of eating a fuck ton of protein of just focusing on eating like very very clean foods as we like to call them you know like chicken and lean cuts of meat and white fish and asparagus and broccoli and rice and oats and sweet potato and just like those really really classic bro science meals and so that was me for a good like three to four years until I started to flexibly diet so we know what flexible dieting is now at the ripe age of 20 sorry I mean not we know when I learned about flexible dieting I think I was like 23 no no, yeah. Oh, sorry, I've just really got to think about this now. I think I was at the ripe age of like 22 or 23 and I started to count my macros. So obviously when I was a teenager, I was using my fitness pal, but it was more just to eat under a thousand calories because I don't even know how I, I, I actually, you know what it was on my fitness pal used to be able to log the end of the day and it would say to you okay well if you eat this amount of food then it means that you're going to get to x amount of weight within three or four weeks and if i ate under a thousand calories and i would log it it would be like you'll get to 50 kilos within three weeks and i'd be like yes that's my goal so obviously when i left school and i did this diet with this um that with this personal trainer that i had that gave me the meal plan 
I think at that time I was like 60, 63 kilos or something like that. And then I went back down to about 60 kilos. And that was kind of like my, that was quite like a lean weight at the time. I can't really remember my weight that much for some reason. I don't know why it's like blocked from my memory or I didn't, wasn't that focused on it. And definitely when I worked with that personal trainer, she did skin folds, which is where you pinch the skin in order to find out your body fat percentage. And I actually did the course to do this as well, because I was so obsessed with knowing my body fat percentage, because I really, really wanted to be able to see my six pack of abs. And I knew I needed to get under 15% to do that. And now I'm just like, is that not the most ridiculous and like how valid can that be to pinch someone's fat and then get their body fat percentage? Like, why would you ever need to know that? Why would that be something that's important? I just can't believe I literally paid like $2,000 to learn how to do that. And like, this was when I was like 21 or something. Like, I cannot believe that I did that. But anyway, these are the mistakes that you make when you're young and naive and you're just easily influenced by others and you don't have a sense of who you are and you just make, yeah, you just follow people like a sheep, like what I was saying. So anyway, I, then started tracking my macros and I think I was sitting at about like 60 kilos ish. And this gave me so much freaking freedom when I first started tracking macros. And whilst it's something that I don't prescribe now, and I actually like none of my clients are tracking their macros anymore. I'm a really, really big advocate for eating intuitively on just eating, honestly, whatever the fuck you want, like eating in a way that makes you feel really good. And that is aligned with your higher purpose and with the vibe that you want for your life. But to go from this really strict routine of having no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no alcohol, just eating meat and like really, really basic veg and carb to then getting to eat flexibly through tracking my macros, that gave me the structure and the ability to open up this new approach to food. And it made me understand that no food was good or bad and that I could eat, you know, Snickers or I could eat ice cream. I could eat lollies as long as they were within a certain calorie target and still maintain my weight really easily. And that was definitely when I started to heal my relationship with food. And I started to have the first little glimpses of freedom. And when I started tracking my macros, I felt like I had literally hit the jackpot. I was like, this is amazing. I can't imagine ever not doing this. I can't believe it's taken me so long to figure it out. And I became obsessed. I followed everyone on Instagram. I was doing all of the tips on Instagram. I I hired a new coach, I think at the time as well. And she gave me new macros and I just was like yes this is like the best way to do everything and I became really really obsessed with it like I said a couple of years later I think I started powerlifting, and this made me so much more hungry because I was exercising so much more and I remember I'd gone from um, eating my five to six meals a day to then kind of going back to eating like breakfast lunch and dinner because I was like oh this is a bit weird and my family was kind of paying me out for eating like four or five meals a day and like I was saying at uni people would be like oh my god you're eating so many different meals every day and because I was someone that was so easily influenced by comments that other people would make to me and I would always just take everything so personally and so close to heart I'd be like oh well I better go back down to like the status quo of having your three straight meals a day but when I started powerlifting and obviously if you're waking up at 6am and going to bed at like 9pm or you're waking up at like 5am and going to bed at like 10pm and staying out all day doing all of the different activities that I do obviously you're going to be freaking hungry So when I started powerlifting, I got so much more hungry because I was lifting really heavy weights. My sessions were really long. And obviously when you start a new sport like that, it takes a lot more energy from your body. And I didn't really know how to adapt to that need because I was like, shit, I'm more hungry, but I didn't want to eat more food because in my head, I was like, the hungrier you are, the more weight you're going to gain, the more food that you eat, the more weight you are going to gain. I literally thought that was the only option. So I would stop myself from eating, but we all know that when you restrict, that only leads to one thing, binge eating. And this would happen when I got home at the end of the day. Like I used to avoid being at home alone in the afternoon because I knew that if no one was around, then I would just eat everything in front of me. And then the worst part was because I didn't want anyone to know that I had eaten all of this food. I would still eat dinner normally. So I'd be so sickly full from a binge, but then still eat dinner. And then I would beat myself up for it the next day and do these huge exercise stints, go for like kilometers and kilometers of walking constantly because I'd I'd binged the day before and I didn't want anyone to know. So it took me a while to figure out oh, okay, I actually need to eat more food. And I actually got a new coach who gave me macros. And for the first time, she said to me, you need to eat more food, let's eat more food. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And I just like went all in. And by this point, I think I was like 23, how old am I now, 23 or 24? Um, And I was just like, whatever, I'm gonna eat 
all the food. And this was kind of like my moment, I would say, where I was really just sick of eating as little as possible all the time. And I had moved gyms from where I was originally first working. And that was a really positive influence on me at the time because where I was working was very much like bro science gym. Then I moved to this new boutique gym where it was a lot more about flexible dieting, exercising for reasons other than the way that you look, less diet culture vibes, although It was less diet culture than the bro science gym that I was at, but now reflecting on it, it was still like pretty heavily entrenched in diet culture, but that's just because we've thankfully had a massive shift and so much more awareness on the potential negative and harmful effects of diets and how much it's just ingrained as a part of our society as the weather or as drinking water, when in reality, it's actually not normal at all. And as I've mentioned a few times, I've got a really, really exciting guest next week that's going to be coming on to talk all about the effects of dieting on your body, dieting psychology, eating disorder psychology. That's going to be really juicy. So stay tuned for that next week. So I started eating more and it was a really weird feeling because I was so scared all the time of eating more food. But then as soon as I started doing it, I got such enjoyment from doing it. I felt so much more energized than ever ever before. I felt like I could do things during the day. I just like I just, I don't know. I was just so much more energized and yeah, I gained weight. I went up to like 70 kilos, which was like quite quickly and a lot considering that I was sitting at around like 65 ish, but I was just like done. I was just, I don't want to be feeling tired all the time. I like, I don't want to be feeling like I'm not good enough all the time. I don't want to be feeling like I'm constantly restricted. I don't want to feel like I'm on a verge of a binge all the time. I would go to, you know, it would be like something so small as I would go to friends' houses and I'd be so starving because I'd be starving, I'd be so starving because I had been starving and restricting myself for so long that as soon as I got there, I would just eat everything in front of me and then I'd feel embarrassed about it, then I'd feel guilty and I couldn't stop and I just felt like I had no idea what it actually meant to listen to my body. And I would read these memes on Facebook all the time of saying like, the best weight is the weight that you're at when you're, you know, able to eat pizza and have spontaneous nights out and you're not thinking about food. And I was like, okay, but wouldn't that mean that I would also have like a six pack? And wouldn't that mean that I would also be really skinny and be able to just like run around in a bikini? And I didn't have this concept at all that you could be happy in your body without losing weight. I really, really didn't have that concept until I started eating more food. And when I had more energy, it meant that I was able to see things from a new perspective and actually start to think about the other things in my life that were really important. So when I started to let the more food that I ate, the less I binged and the less I restricted and the more energy I had in my life. And I wasn't thinking about food all the time. And this is again, why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, because then it opens up your brain to notice other things. I started dreaming about the things that I wanted to do. I started thinking about my future. I started thinking about dreams. I started thinking about what my worth was in this world and what I had to offer, which is something that I had never considered before because I was so obsessed with this idea of being skinny. So then I probably tracked my macros for about another year um, after doing this. So 23 to 24. And I actually did a diet in this time period. So I ate a lot of food. I got really strong, felt really energized. And I would say I had like up until that point, I'd healed my relationship with food the most I ever had. I had experienced such freedom around food, but I was still tracking my macros. So it was only like a level of food freedom, which you'll discover where I'm at now as well. And I actually did a diet for about eight to nine weeks. And it was the first time I did a diet where I don't think I binged once. I was able to be really strict on it, but not in a way that was like beating myself up. And I think I lost like I think I lost like four or five kilos. Like I lost quite a bit of weight in that time. And not that I want to necessarily promote dieting because I went through that and it didn't then trigger me into binge eating again. It didn't really have any negative effects on my mindset. Although what I will say is that towards the end of the diet, I was so hungry. I was completely depleted of energy. I wasn't sleeping well. I didn't get my period. My exercise was shit. I didn't feel like doing things because when you're eating less, your body tries to conserve energy and you just don't feel like doing anything, right? And if you're someone that's stuck in that binge restrict cycle, it can be feel like you don't have that spark, like you don't have that energy. And when I was at the end of the diet and I was eating like 17, 1500 calories or something, which for me is not much at all. Like, oh my God, I reckon I eat like 3000 calories every single day now. And I just like absolutely thrive and I love it. And I'm hungry all the time and I just want to eat and it's great. And even though I sometimes forget about food, but I just like have no shame in eating a lot of food because I just love it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I did that diet and 
it was a good experience for me to do to be like, yeah, I can do it. But then I lost the weight and then I just returned back to my normal eating. And then it took me a while to kind of get back in touch with my natural hunger and fullness fullness signals again. And it took me a while to feel comfortable in my body again, because obviously I'd lost the weight. And then, and this is why I don't, promote dieting anymore because yes I did the diet for eight weeks and it was great and I did it fine and it didn't really have like huge negative repercussions on me except for the fact that I just wasn't really thriving for the last like three or four weeks of it but then after I did that it took me a while to recover my body was really tired my metabolism was definitely slower it took me a while to get stronger from my lifts again took me a while to get like my libido back to feel like I was a normal human being I didn't get my period for like a year like I was just out of whack but I was just like yeah I've got a diet it'll be a good idea and Then I, for the year after that, I kind of went on and off from tracking my macros and I went back up to about 67, 68, 69 around that. That seems to be my very comfortable weight now. But the thing that really did it for me, that was just the best experience ever is about a year after I did that diet, I went to Bali for three weeks. And that was really the moment where I was already feeling quite empowered with my food because I'd been on this diet and then I'd recovered from the dieting and I was eating more intuitively. I had a really good education behind me of what nutrition was. I was powerlifting, so I wasn't exercising to burn calories. And I was really getting to know what this feeling of being fueled and feeling nourished and actually being able to listen to my body felt like. But I was still kind of tracking my macros every couple of days. I was still kind of in this mindset of like, oh, well, like, you know, I should eat Halo Top ice cream or I shouldn't eat, shouldn't drink juice or I still had like some rules. But at the time, it was such a stark contrast to what I had been going through when I was in the thick of my disordered eating that it felt a lot more freeing and it felt like I could choose foods that I wanted to eat. And it was really and it's it's such an exciting time when you let go of the fear around your food and you get to step into like going out to restaurants and, you know, drinking whatever you want and just moving through the world without that constant worry about whether you're eating the wrong or the right thing and whether it's you're going to gain weight. But then I went to Bali for three weeks and of course I didn't track my macros at all and I just ate I really just ate whatever the hell I wanted. I just would eat like pancakes and we would go out and drink heaps of cocktails and I would get burgers and chips and we would just eat whatever we wanted. We didn't eat healthy at all. I didn't think about the food that I was eating and I just enjoyed myself so freaking much and it was like incredible and it was such a nice experience to finally for the first time in my life go on holidays and not feel self-conscious in my body not feel worried about the food that I was going to eat not feel like I was going to be you know massively gaining weight because I'd come off the back of not like focusing so much on my food I think a lot of I think a big mistake that a lot of us have done and I've definitely done this in the past is when we do a diet before a holiday it means that then when we go on the holiday if we've lost a little bit of weight or yeah, if we've lost a little bit of weight or even if we've just been feeling restricted, we eat so much more and then we're constantly worried about the weight that we're going to gain and we feel stressed about our body when in actual fact, the best thing that you can do in order to prepare for a holiday and feel confident and feel like you're worthy of being there is working on yourself (laughs) and not working on your body image because I have also done so many times a diet before a holiday, but it hasn't worked out and I haven't been able to stick to it because I was in the thick of my disordered eating and I was binge eating all the time and trying to restrict and being stuck in that. Failing a diet constantly like that and then going on holidays is one of the most damaging things that you can do for your confidence. And it really tarnishes the experience that you have because you're like, well, I failed the diet. Why even bother going on the holiday? And that might seem dramatic, but that's literally how I used to feel. So being able to go on this holiday and just to eat whatever I wanted, to feel confident in my skin, to just not feel worried about what I was eating really gave me the experience of like life gets to be this fun. And I set the intention that when I came home, I was just going to continue with it. I wasn't going to diet anymore. I wasn't going to be tracking my macros anymore. I was going to let myself really just do whatever I wanted. So that was like midway through 2018. And by this point, I was coaching clients with their nutrition. I was loving macro tracking. I was getting great results with them. They were also experiencing food freedom. And it was It was a level of food freedom that most people hadn't experienced before because there had been such strict rules around got to eat your rice and got to eat your broccoli and got to eat your chicken. So to be able to give people macros at the time, that felt really exciting and it felt really right and everyone was loving it and we were just getting really good results. And so for me, though, when I came home, I was like, okay, I'm going to give not tracking macros a go because I've done it for like three or four years and I just want to see 
how it goes now, having come off the back of this experience from Bali and just really being able to enjoy myself. And I don't think I even gained that much weight, which actually shocked me. Like I remember coming home and weighing myself and I think I weighed less than when I actually left. And to me, that's a combination of a few things. Firstly, again, because I didn't go into that holiday from a restricted state of mind and I wasn't hungry, starving. And secondly, I think because when I went on that holiday, I was really relaxed. I was my most confident that I was at the time, which I I think is cute now because I didn't like I felt confident, but nowhere near as like kind of self-aware and mindful and just within my body that I am now like it's so cool to reflect back on that and see how far that I've come but I also think it's because when I went because I was like so much more confident in myself I wasn't so stressed and I was able to sleep a lot and it was a really relaxing holiday and I actually worked all the way through it um on my online business but I just freaking love my online business I literally have like a week off a year because I just froth on it but I also create a lifestyle that's really balanced so I don't get burnt out because I have been burnt out so many times. So I'm coming from experience. And this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients is creating a lifestyle that actually helps them to shine instead of to get really burnt out and like need a holiday to escape from your life. For me, I feel like if you are constantly saying, oh, I need a holiday or like, I just need a weekend off or I need a day off. It's like, well, why don't we look at creating a life that you don't want to escape from all the time? And yeah, for me and I obviously like love going on holidays and I think having a change of scenery is incredible and it can give you such a fresh rush of inspiration but to always have that mindset of like oh I just I just need to get away for a while and then I'll be fine it's like well you've still got to return to your life and there are some really small tweaks that every single person can do to enhance their life to make sure that they're enjoying themselves as much as possible although as I'm recording this right at this moment we can't even go (laughs) on international holidays at the moment so here's to wishing and here's to reminiscing on the good times hey So I think because of those two combinations that I wasn't restricting and dieting leading into the holiday and that I was less stressed when I went there helped me to just like have like maintain my body weight and just to feel really healthy and to feel really nourished. And so then I gave up macro tracking for a couple of months and I was still powerlifting and a big part of the powerlifting community is absolutely tracking your macros and getting within a certain weight class as well. So that was quite hard to manage because I wasn't super self-assured in eating, just listening to my body and not tracking my macros and to have people around me that I admired that were tracking their macros, that were dieting, that were trying to fit into a certain weight class was kind of triggering for me. And so I dabbled again back and forth of going back into tracking my macros, thinking maybe I should cut to a lower weight class, thinking maybe I should do a diet, but I would kind of like think about it. And then I would just like keep eating what I wanted to eat. And then I actually tried to do a diet again at the start of 2019, which to think that that's only a year ago, Okay, actually not a year ago. It's actually like 18 months ago, even more now. But I tried to do a diet at the start of um, 2019. And I remember I went out for a big night with my friends and I was like, how the hell can I diet and go out for this? And that was the moment when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm never tracking my macros again. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm finished. See you later. Like I'm just want to go out. And then this is where the real fun really started for me. I mean, I'm keep saying like there, there's been so many layers to my food freedom. And I, I feel like there, it's just going to be an ever going onion kind of thing. But this 2019 was really the year where I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I want to eat. And like I said, I, I, my weight had kind of gone up and down between 65 to 70, but I maintained about 70 for 69 to 68 for a really, really long time. And I've literally been like that ever since, ever since I stopped dieting and stopped tracking my macros and just started getting really in touch with what my body is like, I've stayed the same. Like I've literally just been eating whatever the hell I want. I allow myself to go out on weekends. And this is another thing Um, as well about restrictive eating is that when you're trying to diet all the time but then you also want to go out and socialize and drink drinking alcohol becomes something else that you go on a binge restrict cycle because you apply that same mindset to that you have with food to drinking alcohol as well so when you do go out you have a moment where you're like I really shouldn't be doing this and there's so many calories in it and it's gonna make me gain weight and then you're like fuck it because you just want to do what everyone else is doing and then you get a bit tipsy and we all know that once you're under the influence you're not making the best decisions so I had to go through a bit of a phase of like partying it up and it's not like I was absolutely getting legless every single weekend but I definitely gave the drank a good go for a good couple of months because for my entire early teens, uh, early teens, yeah, I was an early teen drinker. My entire early twenties, I 
would always drink with such a guilty consciousness because I was so stressed about gaining weight all the time. And so I actually think for me last year to give myself unconditional permission to eat whatever the hell I wanted, but also to drink as often as I wanted was really therapeutic. And again, I want to say this with a word of warning. I'm not saying that you should go out and binge drink, but for me, to give myself the permission to really think about, do I want to drink today? Do I want to actually just go out? Do I want to be like a normal 20 year old, which I guess in Australia, we do kind of have an issue with binge drinking. So I'm kind of really saying this with a caveat of like, it's not like I went out and was just like smashed and not functioning. And I still worked all the way throughout. I was still building my business. I was still doing so much personal development and all of those things. So keep that in mind. But I just like when I went out to party and when I went to festivals and when I went to dinners with my friends, I was just like, I'm just going to drink if I want to. And then that also gave me more space to say no to myself as well, instead of always just having this moment of like following what everyone else was doing and then having a fuck up moment and feeling like I was just going to spiral out of control all the time. And there have been so many moments since letting go of tracking my macros and just giving myself unconditional permission to party, to have fun with my friends, to go out, to buy lunch in the middle of the day, to take myself to burgers on a Monday, to, you know, I just there have been so many moments that I appreciate so freaking deeply now because I have been through so much shit with my disordered eating. And this is something I was talking about with a one-on-one client this morning. And I talk to my one-on-one clients all the time. It's so important that if you're someone that is going through disordered eating, that you celebrate the things that seem seemingly normal. So for example, for me to go to a burger, to, to go to a burger, to go and get burgers by myself on a Monday might not seem like a big deal to your average Joe blogs on the corner. But for me, it was like, oh my God, I get to do this and I don't have to wait for someone else to take me. And I don't have to wait till the weekend and I don't have to exercise afterwards. Like I get to just make this really empowered decision, listen to the nudge that my body is giving me and act on it and enjoy it. And it's so important that you celebrate that because that's something that is a win for you and you personally. And that is freaking incredible. And the more that you celebrate that, the more that you've like you will get those experiences and what you focus on will grow. And that is how you get to this place where I'm at now and how I've discussed at length at how it's so easy for me to like, even last night I had this moment where I was sitting in my room watching Batchy in Paradise because I'm obsessed and I got my tea and I got my biscuits and I was just sitting there and enjoying it and kind of scrolling through my phone a little bit, even though, you know, we should focus on one thing at a time, but I'm a multitasking woman and I don't do it all the time. Anyway, long story short, lol. And I was just sitting there drinking my tea and I got to like the end of the episode. So like an hour and a half later and I was just relaxing and I looked over and I was like, oh, I forgot to eat the biscuits that I had. And in my head, I brought the biscuits into my room and I was going to have two of them. And I just saw them and I was like, whoa, that's so random. And I was like, "Mm, don't really feel like it anymore and just put them away and went to sleep and didn't even think about it again. But it was such a moment as well of like, wow, in the past, if I put biscuits in my room, I would have felt so like tempted to have them there. Or even like I will leave biscuits underneath our coffee table and I want to have a snack quickly and I don't want to get up off the couch and they've literally been sitting there all week and I actually they've been sitting there for like a month and don't worry they're in an airtight container so they're not going soggy but on or stale but like it's so nice that I can just like leave them there and chilling and I don't get tempted by them and sometimes I'll have one and I might have a bite and then I forget about it and it just gives me so much more energy for all the other amazing things that are happening in my life at the moment and my philosophy in this moment is I am so committed and dedicated to creating a life that is so fulfilling, that is so in alignment with who I am, that lights me up, that I don't need to rely on food to give me that. I don't need to rely on food to give me an instant quick hit of satisfaction because my life is so satisfying. And that is why the coaching that I do goes so much further than just what you're eating and just how you're exercising and just your body. Even though those three things are actually huge components of the way that we experience the world and the way that we can um, thrive, getting to learn who you are at your core and then creating a life that aligns with that will help you to learn so much more about yourself, will help you to just like enjoy life so much more so that you know your worth and you don't feel like you always need food in order to comfort you and you don't need to diet in order to be worthy and you don't need to be a certain body shape in order to be worthy. It is all out there for you and you absolutely get to have it. And as you can hear for me, I have been struggling with this since I was 15 years old and I've now, I'm almost 27. I'm still 26 right now, actually. My birthday's not for another six months. So, you know, I have this weird thing that I do that whenever like my birthday will happen, I'll be like, I'm 26. And then I start just saying, yeah, I'm pretty much 27 and I do it every single year and everyone's like no you're not you're literally just turned 26 
anyway, weird little things that I do, but it's taken me so long to get to where I am today, but that's why I do the coaching that I do because I know, and I see this in my clients, even within the first session that they have with me, their perspective is totally changed and expanded and they are able to unbox themselves and approach food and their life in a way that is so much more expansive and exciting and lit up and just like doesn't come from a place of not being good enough. Because when you approach food and when you approach exercise from this place of like, yeah, I'm worthy and I'm full already, right? Like I'm full because I'm full of love for myself and I'm full of respect for myself and I'm full of acceptance for myself. You just eat in a way that is so much more different and that has such a great effect on everything around you. It helps you to be more positive. It helps you to not settle for relationships or shitty jobs. It helps you to go out there and find out what you are capable of because you have so much to offer in this world. And I have not spoken to a single woman that hasn't gone through some sort of negative relationship with food and in their body. So this is why I'm so dedicated to sharing my story. And I hope you enjoyed this little synopsis of my life and where I'm at with my relationship with food at the moment. It has been such a wild ride. It has helped me to learn so much more about myself. And if there is one piece of advice that I could sum up this entire journey with, it's get to know yourself more because the more that you get to know yourself in a way that's non-judgmental and in a way that's like, what do I have to offer? And what is exciting about me? And what lights me up? And you don't attach all of this judgment to it. You don't say, well, I have to do this in order to get this outcome, right? If you just say, well, this feels fun and I'm just going to follow it because, hey, what the hell? That is going to help you to create a life that is so much more in alignment because we're always trying to do things because we think it's going to give us a certain outcome. Like, you know, if I do this job, then this has to happen. Or if I go on a date with this person, then this has to happen. Or if I dance to music, then it means that I have to be able to manifest something. When we put all that pressure on the things that we say that we want and our desires, it limits us from the way that things can work out because our puny little brains can only imagine so many different scenarios and what the universe has to offer us is so much greater than what we can know. So instead of stressing about and trying to figure out how your future is going to happen and how things are going to unfold, actually just let them unfold because you can stress out about it and you can worry about it or you could just do the things that feel fun that the universe is literally handing up to you and let go of the need to always be able to logically explain things and dive headfirst into letting go of diet culture, into having fun into just enjoying yourself and releasing that pressure and trusting that things are going to unfold for you in the may in the way that they are meant to you can be so freaking grateful for what you have now and know that the best is yet to come all right that's my little pep talk for you i hope you enjoyed it as always i love hearing your feedback so it'd be great if you could leave me a rating and review if you're listening to this on the apple podcast app or you can slide into my DMs and let me know what you think of the podcast, if you have any topics you want me to talk about or any guests that you would love me to interview. All right, sending you big love. Bye.